Hello and welcome to episode 24 of Science, Solutions, and Sprinkles with Sarah Jane. Today I'm going to be going over CBD 101, a general explanation of what CBD is, specifically when we're taking it as a supplement or an oil or we're having it in products. And now we'll talk about CBD, we're going to talk about THC, we'll get into what all those acronyms, the ECS system and the CBGs and the CBGAs and all of that. We're also going to talk about the plant, so the cannabis plant, no matter what you call it, if you call it bud or ganja, hemp, kush, marijuana, Mary Jane, pot, reefer, weed, whatever it is, we're going to be talking about the cannabis sativa plant. Um, we're going to define some things. I will try to overpronounce so you can understand what I'm saying. So CBD, we're talking about cannabidiol. THC, we're talking about tetrahydrocannabinol. Um, so let's just dive right in. This is episode 24, CBD 101. CBD comes from hemp. So when we talk about straight CBD, if we're trying to be purists, we're going to talk about CBD, which does not have THC. Or in the case of hemp, we're getting CBD from, you can get hemp from marijuana or hemp. I mean, excuse me, you can get CBD from marijuana or hemp. But hemp is classified according to the Department of Agriculture by varieties of cannabis that contain 0.3% or less of THC. So these are cannabis plants have been specifically bred to have lower amounts of THC. Now, when we talk about being something being selectively bred to contain less THC, so marijuana contains um, greater than 0.3% THC, all the way up to 30% THC. Um, and I'll get more into why we why we make this distinction but i do want you to understand that when we talk about hemp versus marijuana they're still the same plant it's just how much thc content is found in them and i want to compare it to the best example i could find was an orange when you have an orange that's sweet or an orange that's sour or bitter that they've been selectively bred for those attributes it's still coming from an orange tree which is a different kind of orange same idea with hemp versus marijuana we're really talking about a characteristic of the plant so cbd just to be really clear is non-psychoactive um, the reason people use it a lot is because it's anti-inflammatory anti-anxiolytic so um, thinking of anxiety i'll get into a whole list of reasons why you might use it as well but what a lot of people don't understand and people that are especially opposed to CBD don't fail to fail to realize is that we actually have a, a system in our body that produces cannabinoids. So when something's internal, we call it endogenous. When we take something from the outside, it's exogenous. So what I'm talking about is we're going to talk about exogenous CBD versus our endogenous or CBD that we produce. So we have this thing called our endocannabinoid system for short ECS. And we have a couple of systems within that. We've got what they call the CB1 system, which is what THC acts on. And that affects your nervous system, the connective tissues, your glands and your organs. And then you have your CB2 system, which is more your immune system and other periphery structures. Um, long and short of it is that we have an internal system to, for endocannabinoids for the ones that our body actually produces. So when we take them externally, we're really just increasing an, an existing process versus 
introducing something that's foreign. I think a lot of people look at THC as something that's foreign. It's not foreign to your body. It's, it's whether or not it, how, or I should say how well it fits the receptor. Um, the endocannabinoid system helps to regulate our sleep, our appetite, pain, fertility, mood, immune function, pleasure, and memory. So that's why you see all of these health benefits that just seem like, you know, snake oil when we talk about CBD. So hopefully that clears up some of it. Um, exogenous CBD, when we take CBD from the outside and put it, introduce it into our body, it actually communicates with the enzymes within our body that break down endocannabinoids, which are the ones that our body produces. So when we take exogenous CBD, we're effectively increasing the amount of endocannabinoids in our system. So um, it's it, even if we don't, even if the CBD doesn't fit the receptor right, it's still going to help our existing system, which is why people see so many benefits from taking CBD. Um, I should mention taking CBD on a consistent basis is better than occasional or sporadic use, and I'll probably mention that again. So other things that are good to know about CBD, um, it's non-toxic. You're not going to overdose on it. They've done studies where they've given big amounts of straight CBD. Um, so as long as you have a really good source, you're not going to have like other, as long as your good source doesn't have other things in it, you're really not going to overdose on it. Um, but the serving that you need per day is really low is nine milligrams to 31 milligrams. And I give that wide range because, you know, if you've never had it before, you're going to see more effects from it. If you've been using it for a while, you may want to be on the higher end. So nine milligrams again to 31 milligrams. I'll put this in my blog because it's kind of more the concrete information. Um, this stuff has been used for tens of thousands of years. The Chinese have used it. It's not something that's new. It's just newly being um, legalized. Um, so let's talk about some reasons why you might try CBD. I do want to give a disclaimer. None of this is medical advice. None of this or any of my podcasts are medical advice. Um, always talk to your doctor before trying anything. Um, first talking about CBD, why you might try it. So remember your body already has endocannabinoids. So you're just supporting systems when you take CBD. It, it won't get you high. Um, it'll just improve physiological systems. So anti-inflammatory, that's one thing you'll see. Um, that's probably one of my least favorite terms because right, dr certain drugs can be anti-inflammatory. Um, the FDA says, you know, support healthy inflammatory um, systems or support healthy levels of inflammation. Again, I don't like the word anti-inflammatory, but there's not really a better word here. Um, it can help with joint pain. It's actually been studied for joint pain, anxiety. It's been studied for insomnia. Um, and as far as insomnia, it's actually been studied for and shown to support PTSD, right? Post-traumatic stress disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, um, panic, social panic, excuse me, panic, anxiety disorders, social anxiety disorders, as well as obsessive compulsive disorder. Some people are actually using it for natural pain relief. People are using it to actually get off of opiates. So while, you know, back in the 70s or 60s or 70s, they used to say that it's a gateway drug. It's actually the opposite. People are using it to get off of harder drugs. Um, people are using it who are epileptic and haven't found drugs that work. They're using um, CBD for their epilepsy. Um, we obviously heard about it be first being approved with people getting their medical cards when they had cancer, piece of appetite. Uh, really fascinating one to me, found a study on type 1 diabetes, 
Um, So if the pancreas is inflamed and somebody uses CBD, it can actually delay the development of type 1 diabetes. And so type 1 is when your body's actually attacking your pancreas and attacking the beta islet cells and your body doesn't... um, your body's attacking itself. Basically, it's autoimmune, right? And your body will no longer produce insulin. Um, Coming up soon, we'll have a whole podcast on blood sugar, and we'll talk about that some more. But another reason you might try CBD, believe it or not, is acne. Um, They've used it in Alzheimer's. And again, these are are not, this is not just an occasional one-time use. Um, This is daily use. So again, daily use is better than occasional or sporadic use. Um, If you use a legal, (laughs) at least I'm in Idaho, a CBD that has no THC, it should not show up on your drug tests. Um, Regular CBD that's derived from hemp does not need a doctor note. You don't need that medical card or anything in order to buy it. Um, Talking about the Agricultural Act of 2018, so the big facts that you need to remember as far as CBD's legality is that hemp-derived CBD is legal um, because it contains 0.3% THC or less, right? So if it's truly hemp, it's going to have that lower level of THC. Now, in Idaho, it has to be 0%. It can't be... 0.3%. In Idaho, it actually has to be zero. Um, Other states, look at your state for what it is. But hemp-derived CBD is technically legal in all states. Now, marijuana-derived CBD is illegal and is still classified as a controlled substance regardless of its percentage of THC. So, again, it has to be hemp-derived CBD. Look up the Agricultural Act of 2018. I'll post a link to it on the blog. Uh, final disclaimer after I gave you all this information on CBD I think it's fascinating I've never actually used it myself that is the biggest disclaimer I can give the only ever time I've used marijuana is when I smoked in college Um, so that's my final disclaimer this is Science Solutions and Sprinkles with Sarah Jane check out my blog at sprinkles.com it is s-s-s-p-r-i-n-k-l-e-s.com so sprinkles with three s's at the beginning you can also support my podcast there and post comments on the blog if you have questions I'll see if I can answer them Again, Science Solutions and Sprinkles with Sarah Jane, episode 24, CBD 101.